Today on The She Show, I'm joined by Jane Patrick, the creative director for Shacht Spindle Company, located in Boulder, Colorado. We talk about looms, we talk about weaving, we talk about all the things that you can do with those and everything in between. Join us for this great conversation. And remember, you can always watch more episodes of The She Show on the Lion Brand Facebook page. Enjoy. It's just about that time of day. Grab your knitting needles and your crochet. It's The She Show on Facebook Live right now. Special guests on the Zoom. You could even learn how to loom. It's The She Show on Facebook Live right now. Sai and Ty will be there. Hat not hate, grab your chair. It's The She Show on Facebook Live right now. Welcome to the She Show. I am Shira, your lovely host. Uh, we are doing a pre-record for you today, but we are, uh, we, I am very excited to have our guest on, Jane Patrick, who's going to be talking about, oh, well, I'll just let you hold on and I'll let her explain what she's talking about. Um, I, so today, so we're filming this in the past. For the future, <laughs> love that. Um, it is September third today. Uh, September third would have been John Giswold's sixty-first birthday. So John Giswold was a member of the yarn fiber craft community, and as well as a beautiful blue pillar in our Hat Not Hate community. And unfortunately, on um, August 22nd, he passed suddenly. Very unfortunate and very big loss in our community. However, uh, we continue to keep his memory alive. And we all um, think of him on this day. I know that I'm thinking of him on this day. Um, what would have been his 61st birthday? He was the jazziest. He was the jazziest 60-year-old I knew. Um, he was pretty. He was pretty zesty, and um, he is forever in my heart. He is forever a hat not hate blue soldier, and as I say now, he is a, a um, blue soldier with beautiful blue wings, and um, he is spreading spreading the message above us. So. Um, Again, today uh, would have been his 61st birthday, and you know what it is, because his life, his, his memory still goes on. So we will keep it alive, and I know that I have him in my thoughts today. Um, and speaking of hat not hate, um, while the deadline was on September 1, um, I will be announcing the final count on September 10th. So do what you need to do to make sure that I have your hat if you haven't sent it in yet get it to me by September 10. Um, I, uh, again, if you're unfamiliar with what Hat Not Hate is, Hat Not Hate is an anti-bullying campaign that I started in 2018. And um, 
We assinators and crocheters and loomers to make blue hats, blue because the color for anti-bullying is blue. And then we take these hats and then we distribute them through the month of October, which is National Bullying Prevention Month. Uh, John was a wonderful person in our community and an advocate for hat not hate. And he wrote a beautiful article about his experience with bullying, which takes a lot of courage. And um, hopefully Sam will uh, post that in the description with the links. Uh, you definitely should read it if you haven't um, and spread his message and spread the message of hat not hate. Um, uh, we are here on the She Show every day between 12 and 1230. And I bring you lots of different things, lots of different content, crafty content, non-crafty content, movement content, food content, beauty content, any type of content, it's brought. That's right. Um, join us every day, Monday through Friday, and we are here. And uh, it's fun. And the community here is beautiful. So if you're new and you've just stumbled upon this episode, I hope you stay and kind of get a little vibe for who I am and our guest today, Jane, who she'll be telling you all about what she's talking about, might might rhyme with schmoom or schmindle. I don't know. Stay, stay. I don't want to give it away. You know, very exciting. But Jane is going to be joining us. She's a creative director. Um, okay. What else do we want to chat about? Uh, tomorrow, just so you all know, we have, oh boy, tomorrow... I, you know what? Tomorrow we have SMG coming on. Mic drop. I'm going to bring Jane in. I don't know why I'm singing that song. Admit. Always have to think when I hit the admit button. I'm like always worried that I'm going to. Jane! Jane! Oh! Hi! Hi. How are you? I am super good. It's so great to be with you today. It's so great to be with you today. So I I told everybody that Jane Patrick was coming on. She's creative director, but I was like really excited to have you on because you also sent me a present. Which of course. I love presents, guys. I mean, they all know that because they send me blue hats all the time. So that's like a big present for me. But you did not send me a blue hat, but you sent me a very cool thing that we're going to be talking about. So before I get into anything... Jane, when I asked her for her five words, she described herself as passion for past, present, and future. Love it. All right. Love yeah. that. Love that you took it a different direction. I was here for that. Um, so Jane, why don't you tell us what you're the creative director for? Okay. Um, I'm the creative director at Shaft Spindle Company located in Boulder, Colorado. Um, what does that job entail? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of a catch-all, really. Um, I come up with projects. I help develop new products. At least have the ideas for them lots of times because I'm a weaver and a spinner. And um, work with my sales and marketing team. That's awesome. So I kind of feel like maybe we should talk about the present that you sent me because I actually don't have one of these and I'm very excited. Okay. Check this out, everybody. Now, can you tell everybody what this is? That is, I actually have the loom here that's on the package. <gasps> the Lily loom. Did you make that by the way? I didn't, um, Sarah Goldenberg did. Okay. Uh, 
Um, but that's what you can make with that loom. You can make this. So you can make wall hangings, little tapestries. It's called a frame loom. So it's a very simple way to get started weaving. So, so would you say, so you can, do, so explain one more time what you can do with this loom because, you know, when I worked in the studio in New York City, when Limebrand had a studio there, we used to have, like, there was a whole loom section and it was very overwhelming to me because, like, I just, like, I wasn't, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to go about it, but it's actually not, I've done it since. Actually, one of my very good friends, Sarah, who works here at Lion Brand, and I was part of her wedding for her bachelorette party. She's very crafty. So we went to this like crafty place in Brooklyn. This was a few years ago. And um, we did, we made looms. And uh, we, we didn't make looms. We used looms, like a frame loom like that. And we made like little wall hangings. Right. So what, like, what are other things and like, can you use different types of yarn? Like, tell us about like how, why, why would someone use a loom? What are they trying to achieve when they use a loom? Well, if you want to weave something, you right. need a loom. Okay. Because the main function, whether it's a computer sophisticated machine or a frame loom like this, you have to hold the warp yarns, which is, are the yarns that go on the loom taut. Okay. So it provides tension so you can weave. So okay. the warp has to be something strong enough to hold tension. The weft can be anything you want, from yarn to grasses to plastic, whatever you'd want to weave across. Interesting. Cool. So that's, you know, like I, I guess a lot of their, and they're, they're big looms too, right? This is, this is just one type of loom. Correct. So, so like, we make a loom at Shack that's as big as a room. That is big as room? As a room. It's like 72 inches wide weaving width, like a small cabin. So, that's huge. Yes, it is. So you can go from this small thing to a very large thing. So what would one make? I, I mean, this is like a whole conversation about looms. I don't know here who is here for the loom conversation, but I am because I'm learning a lot right now. So tell me what would one, so you, so where you are at the company that you work for, you guys, you, you, you guys, what would someone make on a loom that is, or that, what would one make on a loom that is big as a small cabin? Like what would one make? Well, a, a big loom with big, Member wood members is uh -huh. really good for high tension. So if you were going to weave a rug, for example, uh, you would want that kind of loom. I see. Okay. And then you also, but you also do spindles. Right. So a drop spindle is like the simplest thing that you could use, which people have been using for thousands of years. But if you uh -huh. want to speed things up, then you're going to use a spinning wheel. Interesting. And Jane, tell me a little bit about how you came into this. Cause like I, it's always very interesting talking to different people in the fiber community because I would consider you guys to be a part of the fiber community because you're using fiber. And I just like, we're such, it's, we're a very small community, but we're also kind of like a big community and there's so many different avenues and, um, I guess tentacles almost mm -hmm. of, of this community. So tell, tell me a little bit about how you got into this. Well, I was really lucky. I went to Iceland in 1971 as an exchange student. Okay. And I mean, I was so lucky to get to go there and I went 
for six weeks to a home ec school. Okay. And I walked into the weaving studio with those looms and it was like, I have to do this. This was, this was for me. And I didn't really learn to weave. I did weave there. I didn't really learn until I came to Boulder. And then I was just hooked. So that's over 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And when I talk about passion, I'm talking about how lucky we are as fiber people to work in our passion, right? So I chose back then that that's what I wanted to work in. And I worked for Interweave for 12 years as an editor. And then I went to work with my husband, Barry Schacht at Schacht. And I've been there ever since. And don't you guys also do something else in your, don't you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we I do something it. else that's totally different. I love and it. And we've got into both, well, Barry got into the business over 50 years ago just because he was messing around and someone wanted him to make something and he got into it. Bicycling, he started bicycling and he wanted a mirror and he didn't like any on the market. So he invented one and that company's 40 years old. So we just make bells and mirrors. I love that. I think that's so awesome. It's great. Um, <laughs> Um, so tell me, are you, are you a, a big loomer yourself? Weaver? Loomer? Yeah. <laughs> a weaver. I'm a, I call myself a hand weaver. A hand weaver. Okay. Right. And I wish I could say I wove more than I do. I'm really trying to weave more. I find if I have a deadline, I get a lot more stuff done, as you probably know. I do a lot of weaving for teaching because that's a real passion of mine. So what type of things do you teach and where do you teach? What, 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 tell, tell us about that. Sure. I, uh, my main loom that I teach on is called the rigid heddle loom. It's oh, a, I know the rigid heddle loom. Yes. And Lion brand sells it. So, uh, well, so hold on a quick question now, because this is a loom question. So what's the difference between the rigid heddle loom and the Lily loom? Okay. So a rigid heddle, Here's one. This is the Cricut loom. Okay. Some of it there. Okay, yeah. It has a beam here that stores the warp. Okay. And this is the cloth beam, and here's the warp beam back here. So you can weave longer pieces. On this frame loom, you can only weave like 15 inches long because that's I the size. And then this heddle lifts the yarn. Right. And then it, and it pushes it. Right. So you don't have to do that by hand. So ah. It's still a really, really simple loom, and that's why it's so popular. It's a great place to start weaving, um, but you can go a lot faster and do more stuff. Interesting, because I know that, like, I remember, like, people, you can do belts on that loom because it's bigger, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and you can do, like, um, placemats and, like, that kind of stuff. Pillows, stars. Yeah. Um, but very okay so you do sorry i just want a clarification on the looms i'm getting like a real like i'm getting like loom 101 here so <laughs> what what else do you so you teach on the rigid head of loom and like where do you te are you teaching now no um because of covid you know a lot of things have been canceled i'd like to um i only go out right now to guilds maybe two or three times a year because i have my other job at shaft sure um, but, um, you know, I, I think the idea that a lot of people are teaching on Zoom now is really appealing. And people are, are wanting to take classes. So that's in my future. 
I love that. I love that. And so what are things that you do teach with the rigid? Like what are, I guess, what are different um, skills that one needs to learn to use the loom? Well, first of all, you need to just beginning weaving, like how to warp it, just the basics of learning how to weave. Mm -hmm. And then um, I teach a lot of the different techniques. So on the Cricut loom or any rigid head loom, you can use a pickup stick to create patterns. So I teach that. And then there's, I mean, these are ancient techniques uh, finger con- called finger control techniques that you manipulate the yarns by hand. And you create so many different kinds of textiles that way that um, are really intriguing patterns and no machine can do them. Huh, okay. Um, so tell us what is something that you've made with the loom in your, it doesn't have to be recently because I know that you're probably like busy with other stuff, but what are, what are some of your favorite projects that you've made using a loom? Well, I recently did a tapestry sampler and you know, I've been weaving for 40 years, but I was never a tapestry weaver. Mm-hmm. And because we had a new loom out, I thought I better learn how to do tapestry weaving. And so I made a sampler and a little bag and I loved it. Oh, I love that. So it's not, it's not even like an overwhelming project. It's something small. Well, it's very small, but I learned the techniques. So that was really fun. I love that. And tell us, can, 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 my, can, can the She Show viewers, can, where can they purchase something like this? Um, we have like 500 dealers around the United States. Okay. So brand sells that other, um, you know, mail order houses, your local yarn store. So people should just check out um, the Shacked website and find a list of Shacked dealers. Beautiful. Okay. So SMG is going to be posting that in the description. So you all can go loom your hearts out and, you know, go be inspired by Jane. But um, Jane, also talk to us a little bit about the spindles. So I know like I, I, so I know a bunch of people that spin. I also always say with hat, not hate, because we don't require it being lion brand, it can be any type of yarn. I always say that you can have a sheep in your backyard, you can shear the sheep, you can spin the yarn, you can dye the yarn blue, knit it, and I will take that hat, okay? Or crochet it or loom it, whatever you wanna do. So um, I guess, is there, because I know like a drop spindle, that's what I know. That's what it is. That's what it is. And so you guys create those. We make, that was the first product we ever made and we're still making them. And so what, what caused you guys, I guess I'm just asking all these questions because like, it's so interesting to talk to like another small business and like where, how you guys started. Mm -hmm. So what caused you guys to start making spindles first? Well, Barry started um, in 1969. That was the back to the earth movement. Mm Kind of like the weaving resurgence right now, or just the textile. People are interested in textiles. Mm-hmm. And he had a friend that wanted to learn to spin. And they went to this woman and she taught them to spin. And then she said, cause they were kind of hippies, they weren't doing too much. She said, would you like to make these spindles? And they said, we'd love to, but they didn't have really any income. So they made 200 spindles for her and she was so happy with them. And then she said, do you want to make a loom? And they said, what's a loom? So they just, I mean, they were in the garage of their house doing this stuff. They didn't really have equipment. 
they used some stuff at the university and then they got some communes to make the stuff before they started their own uh, production business. And, you know, from that, we've grown today to a pretty computer controlled woodworking factory of 45 people. There are 45 people in your factory. Correct. Wow, that is amazing. Okay. And so, I, and I think that, I mean, I, I know a lot about family businesses. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, are, do you, is it just, it's just you and your husband as family members or is there anyone else? Well, we're into the next generation. So, ah, awesome. Yeah, we have a way of getting people into the business by just saying you want to work temporarily. <laughs> and that's what happened to our son-in-law who was between jobs and we needed someone. We said, why don't you come work at the factory? And now he's our chief operations officer. That's amazing. So uh, I love it. So, yeah. so second generation, keeping it in the family. I love it. I think that that's wonderful and very special and very unique. Mm -hmm. Definitely separates you. Um, you know, I'm realizing that we're talking about a spindle. I wonder, do you have a spindle handy by chance? Oh, shoot. You know, I, do, I don't. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Well, we'll all the links will be in the description, but literally like a spindle, it's almost like there's a disc and then it's, it, it almost, disc right? With a stick. A disc with a stick. And, um, maybe I'll even, I'll tell Sam to, um, post, uh, in the description. We actually did a Tea with Shira episode with Alex Creates who, um, talked about at, like spinning yarn. And I also mm -hmm. spun yarn with, um, Darren, definitely not, um, I am not good at it at all, <laughs> but well, I think also it takes practice, right? Well, spinning. So I think it's easier to learn to weave than spin because spinning is a feel thing. Once you understand, it's all about controlling the twist. Yeah. Once you understand that drafting zone, mm -hmm. good. but that's what takes the practice. It's very true. Um, I think that that's why, and they like try and teach me in tea with Shira and it just doesn't end well, but. Um, well, that's why they call it a drop spindle, right? Right, because you, you're just. <laughs> it's dropping all the time. You're, you're just dropping all the time. Um, exactly. Uh, so I definitely, I'm, I'm excited to do this. And this is also really, um, it's good to do with you uh, on like, kind of like teens, tweens also, wouldn't you say? I would say children eight and older. Yeah, teens and tweens, because there is that kind of like small movements with the hands and kind of weaving literally right. with, the, with the tools, but everything, everything you need. And if you, if you got a rigid, a quick, now hold on, I have another quick question for you. The um, texture mm -hmm. on this, and I saw that you showed it on the loom that you, you showed everyone. Can you show everyone the loom? I think it's this yeah. loom but it's set up. Yes, it is. It's the same thing. Right. Okay. So that texture, can that be done with the rigid head of loom as well? You can do this on any, this is, yes, this is uh, called a rear knot or a Gjord's knot. It's, okay. a, it's a technique that's used on rugs all over the world. So you can do it on any loom. That is just so cool. Yeah. I love texture. Um, I think now that I really, I, cause I've never owned a loom before. So maybe now, um, along with the other things that I am procrastinating with, I will add this to my list. 
and make something actually. I well, you know what? It's so funny because like the wall hangings are such a trendy thing. Like they're mm-hmm. actually I'm sitting next to one right now that we have for the Tiwashira set and they are such a trendy thing and they're very easy. You could make like a little, like something like this, you could probably make one for a bathroom or like, and like you said, you can use any, any fiber, right? It doesn't just have to be yarn. Right. For the weft. Right. For the weft, for the weft. Um, I think that that is very cool. And again, all information about just this loom, where to get it, the website, Jane's information. And I, and I love that it's, again, this is a small business. It's now a family business, which is great. And, um, the fact that, you know, it's another, you know, we have a lot of loomers. I always, it's funny when we talk about, you know, our community, a lot of people tend to only mention knitters then the crocheters are like, well, what about us? So then it's always the knitters and the crocheters, but then the loomers and the weavers are like, well, what about us? So then it's just the whole fiber community, everybody. And I think that it was important, you know, when um, I heard about Jane, because I believe that I met you, that we were connected through Silk City, correct? Correct. Right. So Silk City is a part of Lion Brand and they sell a lot of yarn that's mostly on cones and um, they, you can purchase Silk City Yarns on lionbrand.com, but their, um, their community is very different from the original Lion Brand community. So now we're meeting people like Jane, and we're also going to have Daryl on. We have lots of different people that have come on through the Silk City community because we're all crafters and we're all, uh, we're all into fiber in some which way or another. So I'm very grateful for Jane taking the time to um, chat with us and shed some light on this beautiful uh, family business, small business in Colorado. I love it. Also love your glasses here for it. Wanted to let you know. I'm, I, I, I've grown up with my mother having very fancy jazzy glasses. So it's something that I notice. Um, I have a giveaway. When are we going to tell people? Oh, we have a giveaway. Yes. Well, hold on a minute. So we have a giveaway now. So everybody, okay. Well, uh, you have a giveaway. What's the giveaway? The giveaway is this Zoom Loom, which anyone can use with about any yarn, especially knitting yarns are good. And it's a little frame loom. And when you finish, you have a finished square. It's an ingenious way to weave something um, and have a have it finished when you take it off. I love it. Lucky winner will get this. Did you want to trade? Uh, <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Well, um, definitely leave a comment in the comment section to be entered to win this very, very generous giveaway of Jean. Thank you so much. Um, and then once you get that one, we can sh- we can trade we can trade loom stories. This will, this will <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll trade. So it's very exciting. Um, well, Jane, thank you very much for joining me today. But before you leave, um, I want to take a minute to read the quote of the day. So uh, quote of the day for our viewers and for you, Jane, um, I ask everyone to take a deep breath in and then I'm going to read the quote. So on the count of three, let's do that. One, two, three. The quote for today is, 
the best way to predict the future is to create it. There it is. Great. That's said by Pete Drunker. And I want to thank you so much, Jane, for joining us today and for your very generous giveaway. So hopefully whoever you are, comment, make, you know, let us, you know, comment to enter and you will be a lucky receiver of this very cool loom. So um, thank you again, Jane, and uh, hopefully we will see you again soon. Okay, and thank you so much. All right, bye, Jane. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much, Jane. Also, giveaway, who's here for that? I am. Also, guys, I just, there's so much to do. So many hats to make. Probably this is a week from I work, you know, pre-record. I probably haven't finished my sweater. I want to make a cute wall hanging. There's so much to do with so many crafts and not enough time to do it in. Well, um, lots to do on my end. Remember, um, on September 10th, we will be announcing the Hat Not Hate final count. So keep on making the blue hats and just get them here by September 10th. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's it. I'm done. September 10th. I'll be making the announcement. Um, tomorrow we are joined by the one, the only SMG. I am so excited. It's not even funny. We had to... Um, uh, we, I, I don't know. I, between myself and Meg, we managed to get her on the show, and I think she's like a little nervous about it. But I think you guys are gonna be. I feel like you guys are gonna be meeting the wizard. That's what I feel like is gonna happen. You are meeting the wizard behind the curtain, and I, I promise you, it is as wonderful as you think it's going to be because she's that great. Um, so join us again for tomorrow's episode at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be live. Uh, we are here every day, Monday through Friday, 12 to 1230, live. And again, for all information about hatnothate.org, uh, for all information about Hat Not Hate and what it's about, you can go to hatnothate.org. Um, we're also available on all podcast services, um, Apple, Stitcher, I don't know what else there is, but um, you can listen to The She Show as well as view it on the Lime Brand Facebook page. All 100 plus episodes are there, so you can just hang out. And also, just side note, next week on September 10th, we will be launching Tea with Shira Season 6, baby. Woo woo! With the one and only, I don't know, just tune in. I can't, I'm not going to drop it. I may, I'll drop it next week. I'll let you know who's coming on, but you definitely should tune in. Okay. Um, I will see you tomorrow. Um, but till then, as always, be safe, stay healthy, and always, always, always be kind. Bye, everybody. <laughs>